0: Hey Lindsay. Hey Quinn. And hello, listener. Welcome to Viral, a podcast about plagues, disease outbreaks, and the people who work behind the scenes to keep us all safe and healthy—the public health workforce. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a little while since we have blessed your ears. Um,
1: it sure has. Um, and yeah, we are we are ready to get back and. Um, have some consistent, uh, you know, episode outputs for this year. We hope you had a wonderful holiday break and New Year's. Um, We are really, really excited about all the different topics we're going to talk about this year. So hold on to your hats or hazmat suits. We are going to how rock your ears.
0: I like hold on to your hazmat suits. <laughs> That's a good one. We're going
1: to trademark that.
0: That's a t-shirt.
1: Oh, yes, 100%. So what are we talking about?
0: So, kind of going back to our roots in this episode, early explanations for the occurrence of disease focused on superstition, myths, and religion. Um, people thousands of years ago believed Uh, That natural spirits were sometimes mischievous or vengeful, and they used these stories to try and explain phenomena that were, at that point, uh, unexplainable. The Greeks believed that, you know, Zeus, big almighty Zeus, Zeus, was angry about Prometheus stealing fire from the gods. So zeus crammed all of the diseases and sorrows and vices and crimes and bad things that afflict humanity into a box or a jar depending on how you read this story and gave it to epimetheus the husband of pandora i can tell you are probably seeing where this is going Uh, yeah and uh yeah so pandora wanted desperately to know what was in this box and she waited until her husband was gone when she opened it up and all of the bad things, the diseases and ills of the world flew out and spread into our, into our human world. All except one thing. Do you want me
1: to tell you what it is? Cause I know, I know this myth. What was it? It was hope, right?
0: Hope. And I don't know, does that mean that because hope was still in the jar that we have no hope? No, or why it means was hope, that
1: hope is not gone?
0: Hope is not gone, but why was hope in with all of the diseases and the bad things?
1: That's a really good question. We'll have to ask Zeus the next time we see him.
0: I mean, is it like you know when you're making a, a, a dough, you're making a batter? Like sometimes a uh, sometimes a cat hair will get in there. I mean, when you're putting all hope of the hope as a
1: cat hair in diseases, the dough of sorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're putting the the Pandora's box together. You know, sometimes hope will just—is it like
1: easy bake brownies where it's like a pre-made? It's like (laughs) actual Pandora's box gets
0: in there, semi homemade, right?
1: Sorrows and disease. Yeah, you just got to add hope.
0: You just need some hope.
1: I mean, obviously, it's it's meant to be a
0: metaphor. Yeah, and you know, there's a little uh, little bit of old-fashioned misogyny in that story, like these curious
1: women, women. (laughs) kind of like. Eve, right? Like she ate the apple, Pandora yeah, opened apple the box.
0: It's like gosh, you know, women, right?
1: <laughs> women, am I right?
0: That's yeah, a study of ancient history <laughs> told through the eyes of men.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. Um But
0: we're getting more and more interesting retellings of stories by women historians and authors now.
1: Yes, yes. I just recently read Circe, and it is incredible if you want a uh, the retelling of the story of Circe, which, um, if you're not familiar with who she was, she was a sorceress um, who Odysseus met on his way back uh, to Ithaca. She, he actually stayed on her island for... A couple years, but the story is so good because it also talks about her origins and um, it's just really good. And it stays really close to the myth, which I think is really awesome. It talks about her sister Pasiphae, which if you don't remember who Pasiphae was, she is the mother of the Minotaur, wife to King Minos. That whole story is really messed up. I'm not gonna repeat it. On this yeah. podcast, but definitely read *Cersei*. And and like you said, there's, um, I believe there's a retelling of is it the *Iliad* that uh-huh. is um, was written by a woman, right?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: The same author who wrote *Cersei* actually also wrote another book about um, uh, the lover of Achilles. Cool. During the Trojan War, which I really want to read, I just haven't had time. But anyway, yes.
0: So yeah, uh, we each have a story that was just a little mini story, an appetizer, if you will, to get us started. Yeah. Um, of some kind of old story, or maybe even a story that is still being told today uh, that relates to health or public health or wellness in some some manner. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your What is your story?
1: Well, uh, my story is about the is about Shapona, which is the Yoruba god of smallpox.
0: Uh, okay, so a god of smallpox. Yeah, Maybe you have it's very a god specific or a goddess of, of healing, but this one is for a, just a very specific mm-hmm. illness. Yeah. And from pictures that I've seen at least, it looks like the God uh, has smallpox. Yes, also. Yes. So this is really interesting because a lot of times deities are seen as, like, perfect creations, mm-hmm. but this one actually has the disease. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, and if you want to see a a, a picture um, of a statue, there's actually um, one on display at the Centers for Disease Control Museum collection. Um, so basically... I have seen
0: that statue. You have? Yeah.
1: It's beautiful. It looks like it's reminded. got, like, lapis lazuli in it. Yeah. There. It's very beautiful. It is pretty. Um, so, Yoruba legend held that the supreme god delegated authority over various kingdoms of the world to his two sons. To his second-born son, Shango, he gave control of the sky. But to his eldest, Shapona, he gave control of the earth, who nourished man by giving him all the grains of the earth. But... When you crossed him, he caused those grains to come through the skin of men. So very disgusting, like visceral uh, imagery. But I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes sense when you think about smallpox. Um, Thus, smallpox was an indication of divine displeasure. We talked about, you know, how a lot of times uh, people interpreted disease as you know, the will of God. We even talked about this with death certificates, right? People didn't even care about um, why death occurred because they're like, well, it's God's will, so. Yeah, it was
0: like, there were like three categories, yeah. right? It was like, um, oh, I don't remember. It was something, something, and other. Yes. It was just like. It was like
1: plague. It, plague. <laughs> it was probably like plague, murder, other. <laughs>
0: yeah. Plague, fell off a horse, other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> plague, stink, other.
0: Stink. <laughs> Stank. <laughs> It said. It said stank. Yeah. It had like um, one of those like a and e things yes. next to each stank. other. Stank.
1: Stank. Stank. And they had to say it. I like never know
0: that. how to pronounce that when I see that symbol. Cause yeah. wasn't it in uh, Philip Pullman's the, his Dark Materials as the uh, the name of the uh, creature?
1: I didn't read that.
0: The Golden Company. The Golden Compass. <laughs> Sorry, the Golden Company. uh, Is a prequel to the
1: Golden Compass because it had to be made by the Golden Company.
0: Anyways, Uh, our listeners will probably correct me.
1: Yes. Um, So, formal worship of Shapona was highly controlled by specific priests in charge of shrines to the god. People believed that if angered, priests were believed capable of causing smallpox outbreaks themselves. So, in 1907, uh, British colonial rulers banned the worship of Shapona because they suspected that priests were deliberately spreading smallpox.
0: Um,
1: but people still continue to worship Shapona. Um, <laughs> fun times. So, and actually, even the name Shapona is considered secret and taboo. So, it's kind of like, he oh, must really? not be named. Yeah, because... But um, well, you
0: think that by invoking the name that you will bring it the sh- illness to?
1: So to not be spoken aloud, it, it, it's you don't speak it out loud in respect for the power of the Lord of Infectious Disease.
0: Oh,
1: so oh, that's the, powerful. Yeah, so that's the reason why um, this particular deity has a number of other names. So, and it, and and this particular god actually comes up in different cultures. Um, really. Yep, in the Dahomey religion, um, so in the Dahomeyan religion, Sopono was also known as Sakpada, Shakpana, or similarly, Sopono. He is the divinity of smallpox and can inflict insanity and disease on humans.
0: Oh, so is this, this is really interesting because a lot of times we like to um, bisect deities into sort of good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have your Zeus and your Hades and... 80s isn't always bad. No, nope, that's true. Um,
1: Sorry, I'm a huge Greek. I know. Nerd.
0: Yeah, well, like, same thing with Loki. Loki's yes. a of mischief, but it's not always a bad thing, but just sort of like, but like chaos.
1: Like and 85% of the time, Loki is
0: chaotic evil. Yes,
1: yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but this seems like I don't know exactly where to place this. this one.
1: Yes. So interestingly enough, it you know it, it varies. So when you so in Trinidad, um, so in the Trinidad or um, Orisha tradition, Sapona is also known as Shakpana and is similarly a ferocious god associated with healing smallpox. Okay. Um, in a huh. survey of Orisha shrines on Trinidad, um, a investigator found that flags to Ogun, which is another name uh, for this particular deity are found in almost every location. And I also think it's interesting, too, because smallpox was brought to these places by...
0: Yeah. ...European... Colonial, yeah. Yeah. By, yeah. So, and it's... I also think this is interesting because the deity of smallpox, um, being someone who could possibly help cure or, or heal you from smallpox actually kind of closely mirrors the way that we came up with a vaccine for smallpox because in order for us to get a vaccine, we had to literally take the particles from Mm -hmm. uh, cowpox sores Mm -hmm. and put them, inoculate them into people who were healthy to protect against smallpox. So, it it kind of it's not a, obviously like a one to one relationship, but it's just uh, interesting.
1: Right. Well, and so, um, you know, the 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 thought of you know priests deliberately spreading the disease actually came from. Um, Dr. Oguntola Sapara, he actually suspected that priests were deliberately deliberately spreading the disease because he had discovered that priests were causing the disease through applying scrapings of the skin rash of smallpox cases to people. So that's why they decided to ban it. Um, People still continued to worship. Um, So, um, Hmm. yeah, very interesting. Um, and I mean, it, it's, again, I, I, like the idea of, um, you know, I love the idea that of like grain being given to men, but then if you really piss off this God, he will make grain come through your skin. Oh no, no I, that. Such an interesting association though, right? I mean, and yeah. there's always that, right? The, mm-hmm. the dichotomy between, you know, giving and taking Prometheus stole fire and so they, they chained him to a mountain and had eagles eat out his liver and intestines every day, you yeah.
0: know? Oh, huh. man, the Greek gods. It, well, you know, and having a specific deity for a specific disease, mm-hmm. when you think about how prevalent this disease was in ancient cultures, is not that surprising because a lot of people died of this. And mm-hmm. we find smallpox sores on Egyptian mummies. And you know, it's one of those things that we take for granted because of how much further we are from eras of terrible infectious diseases Mm -hmm. because of vaccines and because of um, modern science. So,
1: and in some cases, this has uh, you know transformed over into instead of smallpox now, which HIV/AIDS. So. Um, Sapona is also known in the Afro-Brazilian tradition of Candombale as Sacpada or Sacpada-Omulo. Um, he's associated with the colors red, black, and white as in Africa. Insects associated with him are sacpada omulu beetles, black butterflies, flies, and mosquitoes. Hmm. Some of those are vectors. Interesting. Um, a skirt yeah. and hood made of straw that covers the entire body is clothing associated with sacpada omulu followers and worship. In the Jehe tradition, Kipo and Loko are associated with straw clothing. Um, So this deity is seen to have the power to inflict and cure skin disease. And so in present times, now he is associated with HIV and AIDS. Mm. So there's, you know, kind of um, rolling with the times. You know, what disease um, is most um, endemic or... Prevalent in those particular areas that follow that religion, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: So that is the myth of Sapona or Chapona. So what else you got for me?
0: Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Endovelicus. Mm-hmm. Endovelicus was a god worshipped in ancient Lusitania, which is modern day Portugal. Mm. Um, that was eventually adopted by the Roman empire and worshiped all over the Western Roman empire. Um, for those who don't know a lot about kind of how the Roman empire dealt with, because they were one of these cultures that expanded and took over other cultures. Um, obviously there was a lot of assimilation of Roman gods and goddesses, but most in most instances they allowed whatever culture was um, in existence at that time in that place to continue. And whatever Mm. gods they were worshiping, they pretty much didn't care so much as long as they paid their taxes and (laughs) kind of allowed uh, Rome to govern them. It it depended on, obviously, like if they fought back, they were a little bit more heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it was great, but it was interesting to see kind of how uh, cultural ideas and, and things um, blended when they expanded. So this, um, this god was the god of health and safety, as well as light, and people worshipped him for protection and he brought cures to the ill. One of the interesting things that I read was that apparently people who slept in his temples, um, he would talk to them. Cool. Cool. Uh, which is...
1: What did he say?
0: That's the thing. I don't know what he would say, but... Like, yo, can
1: you, like, move over? Hey. Yo, why are you sleeping in my temple? What's up, man?
0: (laughs) How's it going? Um so yeah like in in modern day portugal is sort of the geographic area where he i guess reigned um he's most often uh depicted as a man with a beard so shocking shocking it's so weird
1: for that time and place
0: yeah um but i guess he would talk to them and tell them about their future and communicate them through to them through dreams um, and hmm. so people would go there and they would sleep in his temple.
1: I wonder if they, I mean, I wonder if they had, I mean, clearly in a lot of these temples they had like incense burning and that sort of thing. If there were any, people like, people would also sacrifice hall- pigs. Okay. Yep. That sounds about right. I'm just thinking, I'm wondering if they had any like hallucinogenics that contributed to that or, you know, know. The, to the dreaming. I don't know.
0: Um, his iconography includes things like pigs palm leaves Mm. a laurel wreath cool a winged boy
1: a a winged boy a
0: winged boy
1: okay not a winged man a winged winged boy
0: a winged boy okay a winged boy
1: like ganymede kind of winged boy
0: um
1: ganymede is
0: zeus's boy zeus's boy yeah um there's not a lot of stuff known about him except that he was the the sort of god of health and healing, and I've read in several um, several websites that that they mentioned specifically public health, hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, um, and that's kind of cool. There is there's actually a uh, a mead called Endovelicus by by. Uh, a brewery that makes—that's
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, kind of. I would
1: one hundred percent drink that.
0: Kind of want to try it.
1: Me too. Oh, I love mead. But... I love mead.
0: um It pretty much lasted until about the fifth century when Christianity took over the region. We all know Spain and Portugal love their Catholicism. Yep. So. Um, but now you can still see there's a few temples that remain Mm -hmm. that, uh, were, were built for him. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it. I I just thought it was, uh, kind of interesting because you don't hear about, um, these other lesser known Roman
1: Right. Yeah. They're, they're always like, you know, they're regional.
0: You got your Jupiter, you got your Venus, you got your, you know. (laughs)
1: You're Romulus and you're yeah, Remus. Yeah, You're
0: Romulus and you're Remus. <laughs> this sounds like a good rhyme.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, take just let's just steal from the Greeks.
0: And, yeah, take uh, the Greek uh, ones and just Remus. sort of rename them. Eternal, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that is our episode. We do have some some closing uh, housekeeping notes here that we want to talk about. We are going to be. Um, in salt lake city
1: we are going to be in salt lake city in march for the society of public health educators annual conference and we will be talking about being scientific communicators and using podcasting as a medium for that so i think that'll be really interesting if you are going to the sophie conference hey Say hi! Yeah, we love we you know we like meeting other people that are interested in the same weird stuff we're interested in. So
0: I am gonna be at PodCon I'm, this I'm, this week on Thursday. I'm really excited for I'm you! I'm leaving Thursday. PodCon is Saturday and Sunday, and um, coming back on Tuesday. So I've actually never been to Seattle, and that'll be really fun.
1: He's meeting all of his podcast heroes. My
0: brother, my brother, and me.
1: I'm so excited. Lore, I'm so excited for you.
0: 99% visible. All these. Oh, the, the greens are, will be there. Hank Green and John Green. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, hello Karina from Longworth. the Magic Tavern. I don't think Karina Longworth, mm-hmm. but a lot of other good ones. That's um, really exciting. Yeah, so I'll bring some, some viral stickers and try to hand those out to folks and... Uh, learn a little bit about uh about podcasting
1: that's really exciting, yeah,
0: be around um, a bunch of other podcast nerds
1: right um so obviously we love to hear feedback from our listeners, so I know it's been a while it's been a while
0: We're getting and back in the saddle
1: yeah, we you know life man
0: and uh if you've been on our website recently. <laughs> and thought that you needed to throw your computer in a river because it was compromised. Um,
1: You don't have to do that. You don't
0: have to. Although if you did, I guess we're
1: sorry. sorry. Um, So sorry about that. Yeah. Um, So um, I'm very lucky to be married to a software developer. He is helping us get it back to where it should be. It is not a phishing site. Promise you that. So... That's gonna be back up. We think that that had something to do with Apple dropping us, so we're also gonna be working on getting the RSS feed updated so that it can go back on Apple, but we're still available elsewhere. Um, And we love to hear any, if there are any topics that we haven't covered that you wanna hear about, you know, we love hearing ideas uh, on on topics for the podcast. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Twitter if you want to, um, communicate with us there. Please leave us a review on any of the podcast um, catchers that you listen yep. on. Um, Those are really helpful because it helps people find us. Um, I think we're one of the few podcasts that cover public health.
0: Mm-hmm. Get um, out there and share it because please. we're actually we're coming up on 10,000 downloads, and that's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, just considering that we were just doing this in our free time and um, on our own. Yeah, so that's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, it, it's been a really good experience. So, so like I said, please you know review us, leave a comment. You know we love hearing from uh, from listeners. And yeah, do you want to end with you know something that's making you happy right now or something you're taking joy in?
0: Um. I am taking joy in traveling. I am. Yay! I just went to visit some family in Chicago and I'm going to Seattle later this week. And we were planning a trip to Scotland in a few months. And then we've got our trip to Salt Lake City. I'm just, I'm all about seeing new places. Jet
1: Setter Quinn.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, traveling. Traveling is making me happy. I awesome. love it. I love it.
1: Um, like... What's
0: sparking joy?
1: I'll tell you what's sparking joy for me is tidying up with Marie Kondo. And, yes, I am a late adopter for those of you that have already read the book, but I have watched the Netflix series, and I really like it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of layers to this because I'm lucky enough to have things to declutter. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you as somebody that's worked from home, it really makes a big difference when things are organized in your house because I I will spend an entire day cleaning my house just so I can work, because I cannot work in a messy space. It Me just neither. it feels like my brain is cluttered. So yeah. so it's been that's been really good and obviously it's very formulaic. So it's kind of comforting in a way.
0: Find um, what works for you. I've seen yeah. a lot of people who poo poo it or a lot of people who are just like all about it and then they for, they forget and drop whatever um new habits they started this is the month of creating new habits and then dropping them yes so um i have not been to the gym in a couple weeks because the month of january tends to be crazy at gyms and then february though is great there's like nobody left it's amazing um but yeah i sometimes i'll set a timer for like 10 minutes and i'll just like look around and try and Put away things that need to be put away for 10 minutes and if i can do that i will have at least worked on it a little bit that day
1: anytime you want to spend 10 minutes over at my house you just like let me know because <laughs> i'm working on it i will say the biggest thing is going to be our kitchen which i think is pretty common for everybody it's just there's so much i mean our pantry is out of control the amount yeah, of sauces we have is crazy
0: that's all right yeah but um
1: but yeah, um. Thank you so much for listening, and, yeah, we can't wait to...
0: Yeah, talk about diseases and history in 2019.
1: What, what?
0: Yeah. So, uh, with that, I uh, have been Quinn Lundquist.
1: And I'm Lindsay Grove.
0: And remember to wash your hands.